I don't know, but that last article that Bill Shackleton brought on the buzz really left a bad taste in my mouth. And as Brocky, you were pointing out during the break, I wonder how people feel about serving the country when this is the kind of uh, treatment you find yourself falling into afterwards. Not yeah, we good. Can, we can't even begin to think the stuff that militaries go through all around the world and it's so disappointing just to hear oh thanks for protecting our country but uh we're sorry we can't help you oh and i'm sorry for all the ptsd you might you might sustain because of what we put you through but we can't help you and best of luck it just it, mm-hmm. it bugs me and it's so wrong it's so wrong just leaving people stranded that's honestly what's happening but anyways i'm sure we'll get into some later conversation no pressure jeffy uh, in a second, right, Brock? Yes, we will. It's one of those other segments where we leave scratching our head for some weird reason. Sometimes it's time for What in the World with Jeff Ryman. The defendant's guilty verdict in a firearms case can't be automatically reversed just because the judge dozed off. The cries were that of a 40-year-old parrot named what? Rambo. Let me out. Some of it weird, some of it just crazy. This is What in the World on Kelly and Company. Mind-boggling. That is still my favorite uh, doorbell. <laughs> I, I just love the way it's all put together. Just just love it. And I love this segment, Jeff, because you just never know what we might talk about or what we might be left wondering why this even occurred. So what do you have for us today? Yeah, well, first off, uh, I appreciate that you like that doorbell. I can't take credit. I didn't make it. Matt Agnew did, although it is True. my doorbell. So I appreciate I that. I'm surprised I'm surprised you chose that over your own doorbell. I like your doorbell. Gets me hyped up to talk sports. So Yeah, but that's just <laughs> modest. Like if I was to pick my own doorbell, that's just that's just not not cool. It's like if I uh, I'm filling in for for Ramia next week. It's like if I picked sports as my favorite segment. It's just it's a easy it's a easy one to pick, and you know I just wouldn't do that. No, I like your well, your doorbell. Black guy has a big ego. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first the first article um, I've chosen. I was actually really close to getting to it yesterday on health, but we just started talking way too much about salt. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those articles that got pushed to the side although it is kind of good for what in the world because i did see it all over the news yesterday uh and it has to do with drugs Uh, i don't know if you guys saw the article or news coverage of mushrooms the psychedelic and how there could be positives coming out of this because normally you know people who take drugs is usually considered a negative although in this instance uh, it could be a positive for um for the for this person, so uh, the compound in mushrooms actually helped heavy drinkers cut back or quit entirely in the most rigorous test of psilocybin for alcoholism. The Did study I say that word. I think so. Okay. Uh, I I did do a I was Google go translate. That's it. Psilocybin. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You see, you I I checked beforehand and uh, I completely mashed that up. So. Oh, good. We're here for each other. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> um, but uh, the study that was published yesterday, uh, research. This is 
more research is needed for sure um, to see if the effects actually last. But the study involved just 93 patients who took this drug or a dummy medicine, and they received two such sessions one month one month apart. All patients also received 12 sessions of talk therapy and were followed for eight months. The patients taking uh, remikine, get your psilocybin, psilocybin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reduced their heavy drinking compared to the other group and almost half stopped drinking entirely compared to 24% of the control group. So this is really interesting to read. Again, this is sort of a, a mix between health and maybe a what in the world, because usually when we talk about stuff like this, um, it's, well, this is the first time we've ever talked about stuff like this um, in terms of taking uh, psychedelics to potentially help people with alcoholism. So this is really cool. I, mean, I know it's still just a very small study, but uh, I'm for it if it works. Uh, and obviously, I think there's going to be more research that is needed to understand the potential side effects of taking this drug as well. Um, or at least this compound in mushrooms. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of for it. I, I like hearing about this new research. And like I said, just that last sentence that I read, and I'll read it again, um, almost half stopped drinking entirely. And that is compared to 24% of that of the control group. So obviously there was more into this. Um, there was talk therapy. There were 12 sessions of that, but there were some uh, psychedelics used in this study, which I think is a little bit of out of the box thinking, but clearly there could be some good out of all this. I just, I just hope, and this is just me and where my brain is going with this. I just hope that if this works and somebody says, you know, uh, how did, how did, how did you become clean? And someone says, well, I used a compound, including psychedelics. Society doesn't just go, Oh yeah, okay. I've heard that before. Like, I I really hope that if it does work and there's proven research, that society buys into it and doesn't just kind of give people the old spocky and eyebrow and like, mm, okay, I don't know if this is gonna work. If it works, I'm all for it. I just hope yep. society takes the the right pro- approach and all. Yeah, and I guess that's uh, you know one of the angles to it is that this drug isn't legal in most parts of the world. I believe in Oregon, it actually has been decriminalized. So they're, um, you know, maybe more socially acceptable, I guess, um, if you live there. And also in the article, it was a bigger article that I ended up reading yesterday off the Canadian press, but it was saying like the people who were drinking, like it wasn't like one or two drinks a day. Like they were saying six to seven, like they were getting uh, inebriated like every day. And some of them just stopped completely, which is very unusual. Um, so there, I think there's definitely more research needed into this. And I, I think one of my main concerns, and I know, Brock, you pointed the social part of it, but the the other part of this is, which is like your own health. Like if you're going to be taking these drugs, are there long-term effects? Um, or could there be side effects? Um, stuff like that. I, I think that's fairly common for any new drug that is being put to test or on the market. So um, 
I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. I mean, it was just a very interesting article and something that you typically don't see uh, very often. And I know there are a couple of drugs. I believe I read in the article yesterday there were three yeah. other drugs that you could potentially use to help alcoholism, um, but there hasn't been one that has been approved in the last 20 years. So this new one could uh, very well be uh, another gateway to people's recovery from alcoholism. Do you guys have you guys heard of people having these kind of experiences okay we know what hallucinogens are right like we know the the experimentation side of all these things but have you guys heard of any of the practices we'll call them um that some people take and some communities as well like indigenous communities around the yeah. world not just in canada um have with the with hallucinogens and yep. um the the places they go and the 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 part these things play in healing I find to be very, very interesting. I read Will Smith's uh, autobiography and he talked about like during one of his darkest times in life um, going over to somewhere in Central America. Sorry, I, I can't quote it. Um, and and trying out a hallucinogen and going through this like profound change yeah. emotionally um, after that all night experience. And very you know it's not for everybody yep but there are people who go through this and entire communities that support and promote these uh in a very controlled quote safe atmosphere but do it so this kind of reminds me of that but like looking at it more in a scientific medical way right for sure and i think yeah. there's actually been a recent um celebrity if you will aaron Rodgers, who's one of the star quarterbacks in the nfl he went down to south america not too long ago probably at some point in this off season in the summer mm. i believe it was peru but don't quote me on that but yeah, I believe it, it might be and he okay. did one of the i forget what the drug was called but it was a native sort of halluc hallucinogenic that like he said that he went down there and wanted to experience it mm -hmm. and like some people's it's testimonies, it's a whole like, yeah, it's a it, whole thing. It's it, not it, just, it's like a whole day slash night yeah. slash, you it know, could be experience weeks. of customs. It, it could be weeks. Yeah. It yeah. could be months, depending on how long you want to go. And there are testimonies from people out there that say it, it, it legitimately is life changing. So obviously I don't have any data or personal experience to back that up, but that's what people say. That That is, that is what people say. So really interesting observation, Rama. Uh, I, I'm from. I didn't know Will Smith did that, but I, I did know that he Aaron Rodgers yeah, did several that, times. So yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Next article here, guys. Uh, Want to go over to the UK? I don't know if you guys follow the monarchy at all or uh, pay attention to the royals any bit. Uh, I actually watched bit. the Crown. Barely. I'm still waiting for that new season <laughs> to come out. I, I feel like I probably don't strike a lot of people as being a, a Crown person, but I like it for the historic value. I think it's fairly accurate, kind of cool to get the background on the royalty yeah. and the monarch. But um, the queen, uh, this has to do with the queen and what she eats on a daily basis and what she likes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what she eats on a daily basis, but it is kind of interesting. Uh, so Queen Elizabeth uh, has eaten jam sandwiches every day since she was a toddler, according to her former private chef, Darren McGrady. That's what he claimed on his YouTube channel. Uh, he also said that um, she favors a strawberry preserve made from fruits picked in her 
uh, one of her castles in Scotland. So she has her homemade jam, homemade strawberry jam that she uses for her jam sandwiches. Um, and this former chef also claims that the 96-year-old monarch is also partial to fresh strawberries, which she will eat three or four days a week when they are in season. But the chef says, woes beside um, or, or betides anyone who tries to give her out-of-season berries. Uh, no bueno, no go, if it's not in season for the queen. <laughs> so it. I like strawberries too. I eat them basically whenever. Uh, here in Ontario, I like when they're in season. Those fresh Ontario strawberries are so good. Uh, but jam sandwiches is something that the queen enjoys on a daily basis. I I, I like jam sandwiches, but, I mean, you got to throw some peanut butter in there. Come on. Yeah. Hey, whatever works, whatever works. If, if she wants to eat jam sandwiches for the rest of her time, I'm cool with that because she needs to stay around for as long as possible. Is there, but it is fascinating how she eats uh, the same thing. That's what I was going to say. Do people actually get into this? Like, how much of this is just BS, if you ask? You know what I mean? Like, do people really get into something that hard and promote it? Like, without this, uh, I wouldn't be me. Really? (laughs) Uh, Sure. I I mean, I feel like everybody, especially when it comes to food. Okay, but do you have the one thing? No. The one thing. I see this all over TikTok, too, by the way. Like, the one thing that you can't stop eating and you won't replace for anything else ever again blah 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 you know is there a thing I don't do you know. guys have this water like do we need water that doesn't I, count. It, that, next <laughs> yeah pretty cliche yeah. answer <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know chocolate I, I don't eat chocolate on a daily basis although but like I, a particular like taste it's no, got to be specific like this jam nothing <laughs> i don't i know. i can i can answer the uh, that to my doctor's dismay for mm-hmm. me it's pepsi like oh my I gosh. love my Pepsi. Yeah, I but it's not every day because my doctor said, "Whoa, dude! Like you, you need not to do Stop this." But this. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jeffy. Thanks, man. See you guys. Jeff Ryman on what in the world, and that's uh, every other Thursday, kinda on Kelly and Company. After the break, we have roundtable. We're gonna bring on Grant Hardy for those conversations. We'll be right back. 